The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofa. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson. And returning guest Charlie Clawson, Matt Kirshen is here. Hello, Matt. Hey, that was, that was uh, a quick start. I thought there'd be a little sound check first, but you were right nah, in there. I just got into it today because we've got, we're on a limited time because there's a party happening in 30 minutes. There's a party just about to happen. Right. You are... Just outside my window. You are in the, the worst, worst place. place. <laughs> You're in the worst <laughs> We're, we're in Bridgetown. And, uh, it's a Bridgetown's the Portland Comedy Festival. And uh, basically the entire hotel that we're staying at is booked out with comedians from the just festival. just us. Yeah, the hotel. They bought out the hotel. And then so next so next door to where I am is basically where like this party thing's about to happen. Yeah. And also where I think people are going to be drinking until 4 o'clock in the morning. 12 till 4 every apparently night. is when the after party happens right yeah. next to your window. Right next to my window. <laughs> and as you can tell from people walking by that you can hear... This is not soundproof in <laughs> any way. It is nowhere near soundproof. So basically, uh, when I came in and I saw where I was, because I am in the prime, like this is literally the closest to the party, like <laughs> hotel room. Like you could not be closer to the party. It, yeah. It's almost like I'm hosting the party. <laughs> like if I kept my door open, I could you pretend could it's like my party. <laughs> everyone, everyone's still having a good time? Yep. And like this window right here that I put the blind down on because I had to because everybody has to walk by here. Yeah. So like you know you can't really get away with anything. We, we got both in the e- in the information email and also separately in the letter that was on, in our room and various other places. It's very clearly posted according to Oregon state law. Yeah. You cannot bring alcohol from one place to another. No. So we can't take alcohol from the party where there's free alcohol and bring yep. it into any of our hotel rooms. No. But even though we it, could it's just... a meter away. <laughs> We could lean out of Will's window and the party's in full sway. Oh, yeah. T- technically not contravening any laws at all. The beer is actually... I could actually open the window and I could be having a beer in the party. If someone held my legs, like if someone is in this room holding my legs, I'm like, I'm fine. My, as long as I don't get... As long as it doesn't go down to my feet, I yeah. am fine. It's like I've seen people really piss off bouncers doing that where, right. where they stand in the doorway of a nightclub and have a cigarette in their right hand and they drink in their left. Oh, like, yeah, right. Like, oh, drinks indoors, cigarettes it's outdoors. It's fine. Do, I'm, I'm following along, mate. I'm doing, I'm doing nothing, nothing wrong, wrong mate. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing nothing, nothing wrong. And that's what bouncers like. They Arguments over logic. They love that. <laughs> the finer points of the law. If there's anything a security guard likes, it's pedantry. Right. And this is the interesting thing about this, because we did get that, and we've got that lecture a lot, which is you also can't take alcohol, because you're allowed to drink alcohol in the rooms. There's alcohol here in the minibar. Yeah. You're allowed to provide your own alcohol. Yeah, we well, could go to the supermarket. Right. Can't take and- alcohol from my room to that party. No. And can't take alcohol from that party to this room. Although it'd be a They're a metre apart. Weird thing for you to decide to take alcohol that you purchased from the ludicrously overpriced mini bar and bring it to a free drink party. That'd no, be the that, ultimate that, extravagance. That's how I roll. That's how I want to rub it in to these young comedians at this festival where they don't pay too much. Look at how well I'm doing. I'm spending the no money I'm getting for this festival on this mini bar. This festival is costing me money. 
Uh, this festival is technically costing me money. It is. And cost- I will tell you why. Because uh, uh, you, uh, uh, we saw each other last night. I was at the Improv doing the Comedy Film Nerds uh, live show that they were doing there. Yep. And uh, you were in town as well and we were having a bit of a chat. And we were meant to be on the same flight this morning. Because this festival is a pretty low budget festival, you know, like. Yeah. So they tried to. It's a festival that was set up. It was, as far as I can work out, and it was set up by Andy Wood, my probably science co-host. And exactly. it was, um, uh, it was very much set. By the way, thanks. Uh, I think almost entirely thanks to you, we got into like the top six or something on the Australian iTunes chart. Oh, well done, Australians. So, Good. Well, I mean, I, t- to be honest, uh, because of you. Well, because of you easy. coming on this podcast and being really funny. Well, it wasn't you. like I went when you're not here. I'm <laughs> saying you should go and listen to probably. Quite so the opposite. Right, yeah. I'm like, don't listen to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this party was yep. set up. Uh, this party was set up, as far as I can work out, yep. in at a drunken house party. Like right. it was like, hey, we should do a festival at some point. Yep. And it's carried that spirit over for five years. Yeah, and it and it's a fun festival. It's a great fun festival. Like, I mean, everywhere you, you were telling me about this before, which is the idea that, like, if you actually said to me, you said, don't eat too much during the day. Because yep. everywhere you go, there will be pizza, there will be donuts. Yeah, what they, what they lack in payment yep. in actual monetary terms, right. they make up for in parties and fun and food and drink. Exactly. You don't have to give your manager 15% of that donut. Right. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, the party goes the floor every night, and that's, and that's the fun of this festival but um th- they flight. also have to book us on uh kind of the earliest flights yeah and the reason is not because we had to be here early in the day to do anything in it's fact just the cheapest <laughs> it was the cheapest yeah and in fact we all got here and then had to wait around for two hours because none of our rooms were ready because oh, really it was like 10 30 in the morning yeah so you were smart you you've you've pulled like you've made a decision independently well what i did i phoned up i phoned up the airline yesterday yeah. and i went hey how much would it cost me to get into the later flight and they went and they sort of crunched the numbers and went, well, it's, there's the change fee plus the difference in price. Yep. And it was about $230. Uh-huh. And I went, okay. Uh, and they went, but what you can do oh, is go. six hours before any of the flights, as long as you call up before the flight you're meant to be on is due to leave, for a change fee of just $25, uh-huh. we can put you on that flight as long as there's space. And I, went, in the window. and I kind of went, well, what's the chance of there being space? And they yep. went, oh, it's pretty good. Yep. So I went, right, I'm chancing it. So I set my alarm for 7.30, by which time you guys were probably already at the airport. Well, you were definitely already boarding. at the airport. You're boarding. Boarding by then. And uh, I made a little phone call and then went back to bed for another two hours. Oh, see, that was very smart. I'm very smart. happy with myself. Yeah, no, it was smart for a couple of hours because that would have been two hours that you were just bunging around here with nothing to do for yeah. a start. Secondly, uh, so I've got out to the airport. So I had to get up at like, uh, I guess the alarm went off at like about... Uh, oh, 4.50, something like that. So I'll Throw get, back to your old radio days. Yeah, so I had to get up and about. Yeah, I was either going to radio or milking cows. Right. Either way, it was a part of my life that I've left behind. <laughs> I forgot that. I remember you telling me that a while ago, because you're one of the few comics I know who doesn't have kids and still has no problem getting up in the morning. Oh, right. And you're like, yeah, I did morning radio for 10 years and my parents are farmers. Yep. I, I still, I mean, I, I don't know. I've had someone staying uh, at my house um, at my apartment in LA while I've been away because I've been out on the road. So I went to Buffalo and I went to Minneapolis. Right. And both mornings, I caught like 6 a.m. flights back on the morning where I finished to get back so I could have the day in LA. Yeah. And both mornings when I got back to my place, which was always around mid midday, yep. the person who's staying at my house was still in bed. Bleary, and like... I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, like, I've been I, in a different state. I don't understand how... Like, I've travelled from the other side of the country yep. and you're still in bed. 
Was it uh, Acme you're playing in Minneapolis? Yep. Isn't that a lovely club? Ah, oh, it's so good. I uh, love I love them there. And I played uh, Helium in Buffalo. And if you've ever had the chance to go there, if you haven't had the chance yet, it, I, you would love it. I have not played that one, but Acme's where I recorded my album. And it was I couldn't have been happier with that crowd. They're great. such a great... A uh, bunch of people there too. Yeah. Like it's a really fun. Um, yeah, they just they they care about comedy and it shows. Yeah. I've got a little pet theory. I might have told you this in the past. That's right. But I've got a little. I, I've got a little pet theory that you know the same way dogs start to look like their owners. Mm-hmm. I think comedy club audiences start to behave like the person who runs them. No, I agree. I agree. Well, so here's what I was going to say about Buffalo, because Buffalo is a pretty working class, like you know, yep. sort of. I've been to Buffalo. I've just to do colleges and things like that. I've been. Right. To, so right up by the border. So they've um uh, got a Helium Comedy Club there, and Helium's a chain that has a few other clubs around the country. Yeah, in fact, they have one, one here in Portland. Portland. And Philadelphia, Philadelphia? Is the other place? yeah. And apparently, the Philly Club's really good. Mm-hmm. People say, well, this one's only been going for about a year and a half. Right. So I'll, you'll get a bit of a sense of this. Firstly, everyone's still excited that it's going. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's really like everyone who works there has worked there from the start. All the staff are still really excited about comedy. They remember painting the walls and the first comics coming into town. Like the fridge still like isn't completely like the mini bar fridge in the still hasn't been completely covered in signatures. <laughs> people and are mostly pissing in the toilet. Right. Their <laughs> names are people you've heard of. Like they do a staff photo at the end. They do a funny photo with all the staff and like the guy and you and you have to come up with an idea for your funny photo. Like, they're still into the spirit of the... You've got to come up with a different... Did you yeah. find pressure? Because that's going to... Oh, it was so much pressure. The longer that's gone on, the more ideas... You're going to go like, okay, right. We're all dead circus clowns. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. did that last week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, Ian Bag brought props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I certainly felt like the first nine people had had the like, clearest run. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, we're milkmates. Done. <laughs> So it's it's got this really great vibe as a club, and I, I was saying that it, one of because it, it's a small enough town, yeah, and there's not that much to do there. On the first night, they had done a great thing. So you get get in on a Thursday, so it's one show Thursday, doubles Friday, doubles Saturday. Yeah, I think on the Thursday they had literally. I think they gave away six hundred tickets to get three hundred people in the room. You know, what I mean, right. like it was one of those things where they just did everything they could, but. That was already great because they were a great fun crowd. Because you walk into a full room and that, full makes, room. that always makes you feel good. They were really up for it. By Saturday night, they basically, well, both the Saturday night shows were full and both of them were basically sold out based on word of mouth. from word of mouth. Like from that, like it was one of those towns where on the first day I walked around, I was like, there's fuck all to do here. Second day I went into a restaurant and all the staff were like, oh my God, we saw your show. I was just talking about it. I was like, oh my God, I own this town. Hello, Buffalo. I'm going to buy a $40,000 house and live here. <laughs> Just drive up to Niagara every so often, look at the waterfall and drive back. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to do there, so the word does get around town. That's but great. Anyway, so uh, which also means if you're the if you fuck the Thursday show, oh yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're like you have to race your name off that fridge, and you don't even get to do a funny photo. <laughs> you have to do a we're gonna get, you have to do a serious photo. Yeah, <laughs> just you, yeah. and we're all just gonna stare at you, <laughs> just shaking our heads. So, I, I, no, I'm not a big sleeper in it. So, this next few days are going to test me because I'm going to have to stay up late because I'm not going to be able to sleep anyway. Well, they did provide earplugs. Yeah, no. No. Oh, look, wait, look at me and where I am. <laughs> Do you think earplugs are really going to help? <laughs> I will need my earplugs and your earplugs. I like me shoot in the morning. I'll have to get up and I'll have to hold my nose and earplugs will shoot out of my ear like I'm some sort of Bangkok sex show. That's what it'll be like. <laughs> Like, I'll literally take someone's eye out. There'll be, like, bullet holes in the window. And people are like, was there gunfire? No, he just had to shoot out all his... 
you're gonna need like a Guantanamo style hood, like sound right. noise deprivation. Yes. So, Just white noise and massive sound cancelling earphones. So six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Is he sleeping, kneeling, facing the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> He thought he'd go the whole hog. <laughs> <laughs> or just white noise. Get to the point where I'm just playing Metallica at like full bore. Just going, no, it's fine. It's the, only white noise the only thing that blocks it out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this morning, had to get up early. Had a show last night. Alarm's gone off. Now, I don't mind a, a, like a, an early morning like that because there's nothing that I like more than getting up in the morning and having like a nice cup of tea yeah. and like some toast. Right. Like tea and toast. And particularly like it like five o'clock in the morning, there's something I enjoy about tea and toast. It's like, I think it's because it's like I've got up in the middle of the night just to have some tea and toast. Right. So I'm into that. I'm having quite a good time. You're like, is, is it partly that sort of feeling? Because I very rarely get up that early, but on yep. the occasions I have, there's also a feeling of I'm, oh, no one else is experiencing the world yet. Right. I've got I've got a little bit of time to myself. Yeah. Even though you live alone, it's right. still like you have time to yourself whenever you want it. Yeah, that's a good point. But that time like, you had before bed was to yourself as well. <laughs> but you're still like, <laughs> no one knows. Right. Could do anything right now. They wouldn't find out for another hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I could I, burn a cow on the lawn. <laughs> Been 19 minutes before anyone finds it. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, by day three, they start to cotton on. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like that, that's... when you're pushing a live cow into your apartment every night, <laughs> just, but with no, because I'd, I'd be smart, I'd have them in disguise. It's like, oh, no, it wasn't a cow today. Yeah. Now, I mean, I did see a weird guy on all fours with a mustache. <laughs> I guess it could have been a cow. I just thought he was wearing a leather coat. <laughs> Ah, all right. So I'm up at four, at four o'clock in the morning. I'm having my tea and toast. I'm drinking this new tea that I've got, which I bought in America at a supermarket. But it's called Scottish Blend, and it says made specially for Scottish water. They okay. don't sell Scottish water with it. <laughs> I, I feel like that's something that you shouldn't sell in an American <laughs> shop if it's made specifically for Scottish water. Well, so is it is it designed for the hardness of the, the explicit? I guess that's what it must be. Because I know Yorkshire tea does that. Right. Yorkshire tea has different tea blends that are designed for the hard water down like in certain areas and the soft water another and you sort of buy it according to your water level and right it changes the taste and it's well, blended accordingly what i would say is it works very well with la water it, i think it's the tastiest tea that i've managed to find in la yet for yeah. my for my tea needs i thought, I thought that story was going the other way no i, I know right start the day off with a bad cover no no it was great it was a cracker no 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 i've got like nine different types of tea in my cupboard right and like you know there's different teas that i would like at different times of the day and like, this is my, like, I'm loving this tea at the moment. Like, I was like, I'm not, I should have actually brought a couple of bags with me. Not that there's a kettle in this room, but. We are not currently helping our reputation with your American listeners. Right. <laughs> Just, they really do. <laughs> they really. <laughs> like, I ordered tea on the plane back from Buffalo. Yeah. Like, I ordered a cup of tea. And like, if, if you'd ever needed to taste what disdain tastes like. <laughs> That's what that cup of tea tastes like. It certainly did not taste like tea. Right. It's tasted like what would might be left over once you'd washed your dishes. Like if you were like, oh, that looks delicious. I should try to drink that. Yeah. Oh, stunningly bad. Anyway, so. It's like, it's like leftover soup. Right. <laughs> no, I would have hap- happily had leftover soup compared to what it was. So, got out to the airport. That was all preamble. I've got out to the airport. Uh, I go up to, to check in. And uh, there's a problem. So I've got up already and there's a problem. Now, I've, I, I must admit that at least part of this 
is my fault, okay. right? Because I had printed out, like I didn't check in there. I The night before I had printed out my, you know, ticket and I... Yeah. So I had had an opportunity to have a thorough look over my ticket. Right. But I had not. Okay. Uh, what I had done was I had read the thing that my management sent me about, you know, my schedule and which gigs I had and yeah, yeah. Yeah, confirmed that this, the flight was the same time as the flight they'd sent me. That's what I normally do. Right. And then I printed out the ticket and I checked that it had the time on it. Mm-hmm. That That's fine. It was the same time. Uh, what I did not do was check to see if my name was spelt correctly. So, now. Now, here's the thing. Mm. I had a slight nerves because they also booked my ticket on the way to the airport because my ticket was booked under the name of Matt Kirshen rather than Matthew, which mm. is my legal passport yes. name. But they, the guy on security just looked at it, stamped it, and went on through. I think if you're traveling domestically, normally they're fine with... Uh, uh, well, I mean... I, I know that internationally they won't let you travel with a abbreviation because I, right. I have to travel under William. Okay. Right. So, and on this ticket, it was definitely like, you know, so when I sent them the details, when they asked for my details, I sent them William Anderson and my passport number. Yeah, I and, sent that with Matthew. I'm sure I gave them Matthew Kirshen. Although right. it wasn't a big stretch. Like if you had to guess it. Right. Well, I'm a Matthias. Yeah. But- well, it turns out that you can't get on a plane if uh, on your ticket it says William Anderson. <laughs> Willian. Willian. Yeah, with an N. With an N. (laughs) That common name. (laughs) Willian Anderson. (laughs) Willian. It was spelled Willian. Willian. Now, I know that when I sent them my name, I didn't get it wrong. (laughs) So, who has booked a ticket under Willian and never at any stage gone, maybe they think that's why I abbreviate it. Like, oh, no wonder he calls himself Will. His name's (laughs) Willian. (laughs) For Willian. I mean, it's an easy typo. The M and the N are next to each other on the keyboard. Right. Willian... And you wouldn't necessarily notice it if you because it look they look similar letters. I can see how the right. mistake be made. So this is the thing. Or you might have been reading Game of Thrones and assume that's a kind of Game of Thrones. It's I don't. A game. I haven't read yeah. ahead yet. I yeah. ha- I'm not ahead of the series, so I don't know if um, Young Prince William is Willian. The- <laughs> I can imagine. So <laughs> <Sir> William. So <laughs> <Sir> William. <laughs> so well, uh, if I, so, I think I was actually booked in as Mathrick. Matha- <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had one of those moments where, and so the same as though I scanned the piece of paper yeah. and I was like, oh, well, you know, I, my, I read William, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause I'd read my name on it. I just hadn't spotted it until, and I had one of those moments with the poor lady at the airport where she's like, I'm sorry, this is booked under the wrong name. And and I'm I like, really would have thought William to William, they would let you on the plane still. Right. Like it's, now, it's so, so obvious what's happened. It's, it's so, so obviously a typo. And like, if I saw that name, right. If I saw that name and I was like, who is that? I, I would pull a lot of money on it being you as opposed to an actual William Anderson. Right. Who's, yeah, who's, no, who's behind me three steps? Hey, hey, I'm William Anderson. Yeah, William. Hey, mate, who's getting on? That's on this. It's like that episode of The Simpsons. I was about to say bought. I was literally about to say that. That also immediately sprung to my mind. Itchy is the itchy and scratchy land episode. One of the finest jokes. They have a callback to it as well. That's like right. they have the first bit yeah. in there where we're bought. Bought. Yeah. And, and, and then it's yeah. Mummy, mummy, can I have that? No, come along, bought. bought. And then the guy behind going, "Are you talking to me? <laughs> my son is also called bought." 
But then they have the callback later in the same episode where they're in the control room. And one of the things you hear the guy say over the thing is, we need more bought license oh, plates. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Repeat, we're out of bought. Well, it's a perfect joke. I noticed on the so he. I'll give you the full story now. So I noticed in the cab on the way there when I was checking what gate to like, yeah, what terminal and whatever to go to. Right. I noticed on the piece piece of paper that it was spelt William. So in that moment, I'm like, oh, it's too early in the morning to ring anyone to get this fixed. You know, like from the festival or from yeah. my management or anything. So I thought, you know what? When I get to the airport, the first thing I'm going to go with is shock and surprise. Like, yeah. I'm just going to hand over my passport, hand over my piece of paper. I'm surprised and... they even noticed. Right. So, well, that was my first thing. Was because, like... again, I, I was on his mat. Right. Which, if I'd, apparently, if I'd got your security guard, then I wouldn't have been let through. Right. Um, but I was booked in as Matt, and they look, looked at my... I used my driving license to travel no, cause, on. No, because Matt is still part of your name. It'd be more if you were under Nathew. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but But it wasn't... I was kind of hoping, because right. I used my phone to check in, and I was hoping the name would come up as, you know, it sometimes says like the weird code thing, so it would yep. have been like Kirshen slash M-A-T-T. Yeah. And, and then I was hoping off. it was like that's yep. where it was cut off, but instead yep. it just very clearly said Matt space Kirshen. So I was worried, but again, I was going with, well, that's my name. My next plan was to, if they, is to ask for like the supervisor and start pulling up like Wikipedia pages with my photo. Oh, and yeah, yeah. See, that's meh, meh, me. Right. Definitely me. Yeah, look at this minor celebrity making a fuss. <laughs> look at this, right? <laughs> that always the works cameras well. from TMZ over. <laughs> <laughs> Who then check, look at the name, and then shuffle off again. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever had the thing, because this has happened to me twice, mm. where someone has gone up to me holding a camera and gone, excuse me, mm. and then it turns out they just want me to take a photo of them. Oh, yeah, and just for a minute? <laughs> just for a second, you start going, oh, oh, you sort of go, oh, yeah, yeah, and you get that face on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's lucky that that face is also indistinguishable from, oh, yeah, I I am perfectly happy and ready to help you take your photos. It's the same face. Right. They don't see the disappointment a second later <laughs> when you realise. Uh, well, I have the thing even in between those two things, which is if, if it's overseas, yeah, of course not. But sometimes in Australia, somebody will be a smart ass and they do want their uh, photo, but they'll like, you know, their funny way of like, because I think I've never heard that before. Yeah. It's like, they'll go, hey, uh, can, do you mind if, and then they'll hand me the camera to take a photo of them. But, so I've had the thing where I thought the person was joking when they no. hand me you did it you thought it was a double I, yeah I, like I, and then it's like oh no no they really don't know and they want me to take their photo <laughs> which is even worse because you're further in you know that's really bad yeah. like if someone thinks that they recognize me like from somewhere my first go-to is where i grew up because right. it's so much more embarrassing if you go oh yeah you probably saw me on some kind of show uh -huh. doing comedy and they're like no, no, did you go to uh, St. John's? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You're in television? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're doing now? Right. Oh, well, good luck. We all thought you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just know you from when you worked in uh, in the Harlequin Centre. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed you were still there. I thought <laughs> yeah. you were managing it now. Uh, all right. So uh, I thought, yeah, I'll go with the... I was thinking it'll get by. It'll be fine. Yeah. And then... I was thinking, well, yeah, I kind of had that sort of same thought as you of like, you know, well, maybe only the first bit will come up on the computer or like, maybe yeah. I could just like, like, can I put, now I'm starting to think, 
And now I know this. Are you starting to think like whether you can draw right. in? <laughs> like right. Just change. Just like draw it in. Draw an extra. Because if it comes up on their screen, then that's difficult. But if it's just, if they're yeah. just looking at the thing on there. The piece of paper. It's like, <laughs> well, that's fine. Well, hang on. Wait, you've got a decision to make. Do you like, do you try and draw in the M or do you scrap? The ed- or do you scratch off the M on your oh, passport? My, passport? <laughs> into an my name, my name is William now. It actually is William now. I changed it. Yeah. Um. So I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to ch- buy a new ticket. Are you serious? Yeah. A full price? Yeah. Full. Well, luckily because it was like half an hour before the plane was taking off, um, there was some cheap, like ticket, cheaper tickets available. But still, no. Yeah. 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 So. I, I, I mean, probably your ticket was available. <laughs> your seat. Right. You That's a very up, good point. Right, you know what I mean? Like, uh, But, yeah, so I ended up getting, a, like, a good seat, but it ended up costing me, like, a, you know, well, m- m- much more money than no amount of money, which was what it was <laughs> right. meant to cost me. <laughs> so I was like, certainly for the amount of money that I pay for my new ticket, I could have slept in and come later in the day like you did. Right. Is my point. If I was going to have to buy a new ticket anyway, I could have bought one on your flight. You could have had a whole pot full of that right. tea. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I could have gone back to bed. Are you going to be in trouble on the way back or is it now Is it now fixed in the system for the return? Uh, and that's fixed now. It's okay. all fixed up, So, which is good. But um, yeah, so that was my I can't exciting believe day. they made you do that. I w- yeah, for William. Did you try talking to other members of staff and see what they let you You know through? what? I didn't. Because, okay, so here's what I don't feel like is worth a couple of hundred dollars worth of doing. Making a fuss at an American airport when you're a foreigner. That's true. I'm just so like conscious of that idea of like, you know what? Like I just, I don't need the trouble. Yeah. For a couple of hundred bucks, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll sort this out later. It wasn't my fault. You know what? Like I've talked about on the podcast now. I'll, yeah. cl- I'll claim that ticket. You got that value. It's fine. Yeah, that's work now. <laughs> I think you could claim that ticket anyway since you were going to do comedy at a festival. Oh, yeah. It's actually a work expense. That is work I probably expense. will claim the ticket, but yes. Um, so uh, what have you been up to? That, that's my little, you know, quick story. What, what's, uh, what have you been up to? We're, f- we're five minutes away from the party starting, by the way. Are we? Just in case you want to like, you know, we can have a break. We can always to be continued. We can have like a, you know... A, a pause and you know we, we, at least we've got half of it done that's you know true. what I mean we've started that's true we could we could I've never well, done a podcast that's had like a like a break and come back like come after back a, a little bit more drunk and uh, fed right let's do that I mean that's interesting what do you want do, do we want to pause you've now you've TV shows with commercial breaks before right yeah we'll be back right after this <laughs> So, Matt, this is part two of our podcast. We've jumped forward in time. Like two days. This literally is the most. Literally time-traveled. <laughs> I think there has been time. We haven't literally time-traveled. We've yeah. just recorded a podcast got, two days apart. We've got beards now. That's, that's not actually time-traveling. <laughs> I don't think, think you understand what time-traveling time traveling is. I don't I, think there would be an episode I of Doctor Hitler. Who. <laughs> I just killed Hitler. It's <laughs> exactly what happens. No, what's happened in the last two days? Why haven't you recorded? Well, man had to kill Hitler. <laughs> Killed Hitler. Yeah. Uh, Holocaust didn't happen. A lot more Jews around now. Oh, my God. Which um, is both good for me because it's part of my community, but right. also I'm less of a novelty now. So Exactly. And it, to be honest, like it's decimated the comedy industry because the Jews aren't as funny as they... I mean, because it was no, really... No, yes, adversity. Do you know what I mean? It was like the... Yeah, <laughs> yes. it was the, the adversity that made them such a funny race. Like, I think I think to be fair... This is a good time as a Brit and an Aussie to come to America because <laughs> there's now a massive hole in the comedy market. <laughs> There's some of that Seinfeld money laying around that we could get our hands on. That said, I think Hitler wasn't the only one with the let's not let's not like the Jews idea. Like he was. It's a good point. He would've, was following on from others. You know what? And where it, others trod. Yeah, <laughs> and there like, would and there would have been more. 
Yeah. Like, it's not like if we killed Hitler, we'll stop him there. It's a fairly standard go-to through history. Right, yeah. There would have been a point where even yeah. the... It, it probably would have been someone who we, who we consider really nice people now, yeah. but they would have been in a situation where they had to deflect the blame. And no, they were we, like, got, we got it. <laughs> and we were like, you know, in fact, to, to be honest, the Muslims would probably be off the hook at the moment. Yeah. Everyone would have blamed the Jews for 9-11. Some people still did. <laughs> And Hitler, even when Hitler was, you know, anyway, so there you go. Anyway, we haven't time traveled. It's two days later. This has never happened with this podcast before. Did, how's, your, how's your festival been the last few days? Well, see, I've gone from never having been at this festival before. So when we last talked, I had, yeah, hadn't had performed no here. Uh, and so now it's two You've days done later. 30 shows, I think. I yeah, I've done a lot of shows. It's been good. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed all the shows. The sets have gone really well. Cool. Uh, which was good. People have laughed at the right jokes, which is nice. Yep. Um, I've eaten way too many donuts. There's donuts. I warned you. There's donuts everywhere. Oh my God, man. Like, you did warn me. But so here's the thing. Like, essentially, you know, we're down here to perform for donuts. Yeah. Free beer and donuts. And pizza. They drop, and pizza. They're dropping a lot of pizza around. I've not seen a fucking piece of pizza. Actually, there hasn't been as many pizzas this year. Last year, every venue, at a certain time, they dumped a whole load of pizzas in. Where are the fucking this pizzas? This year, there's been different foods knocking around. There hasn't been... There's been healthy bars and stuff in my room. I'm not Like, yeah, backstage at my gigs. I'm not up for a fucking healthy bar. <laughs> you want pizza? I, I want, well, if there's donuts and pizzas going around, I'm not going to fill up on a healthy fucking bar, right? Yeah, you'd be wasting yourself. Right. So, today, though, I, went, I did the Crab Feast uh, podcast this afternoon. Those guys are absolutely hilarious, and they had a massive crowd like to watch that show. I didn't know that. What is the Crab Feast podcast? Do you know the Crab Feast? No. you never done that podcast? I have not. Uh, Ryan Sickler and Jay Larson, you should do it, man. You would fucking love it. Those guys okay. are hilarious. And their audience, like, I mean, I love the audience who listen to this podcast. They're really supportive of all the guests we get on and stuff, but their audience... Like a hardcore motherfuckers. Right. Like they are so supportive. They're so into it. And like there was a whole room of them today. Really? And it was so much fun. But they're also so supportive that they all brought their homegrown weed. Like because it's Portland. Right. So they all were like after the gig, they're like, that's really great. Can you please try some of my like special recipe weed that I grew from? Like, <laughs> and he'd be a- rude not to try some of everyone's. Right. Well, they've all made their own. Right. <laughs> so, so then I really ate some fucking donuts. <laughs> there was amateur set list on and we were watching all these new comics do like two topics each of set lists. Yeah, afternoon. they did like a set list open mic. And I am like standing in the room where all the donuts are. And all I'm doing <laughs> is like going and grabbing a donut, Homer Simpson style, then leaning against the window watching set list, then going and grabbing another donut <laughs> and going, oh my God. Like you don't need me to smoke homegrown weed and then be near a room like full of like... Donuts. You're basically trying to eat a changed plane tickets worth of donuts. My God, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> to eat. That is literally what I'm doing. Was I'm it 170 dollars? Eat... No, it was more. It was like uh, nearly 300 dollars. I've got to eat 300 dollars worth of beer and donuts. <laughs> I feel like I might have already. You might honest. already. You might already be in the black in this one. <laughs> I might be in front because the thing about their donuts here, they're not really like when I talk to the rest of the world about donuts. Yeah. Like to an Australian, I'm not talking about the donuts that we know in Australia. Yeah. These are American donuts. These are like donuts that have a, a separate meal on top of them. Yeah. You you saw Nate Bargatze set last night. Yes. Oh, my God. He's one of the funniest guys in the world, He's by the way. He's extremely funny. He's ludicrously funny. Yep. But he opened with a bit about voodoo donuts and how, like, the scam that they've got going. Where it's just, like, they're just finding shit in their house and putting it putting on, top it on top of, of a donut, of a donut. And calling it a thing. It's like, there's a whole, like, before someone was like, you eating another donut? I wasn't. I was just eating a packet of M&Ms that were on the top of a donut. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just eating some Oreo biscuits that they've stuck in icing on the top of a donut. <laughs> like they're going to go through that bin at the end of the day and there's going to be so many donuts that just seem to have been licked clean by me. <laughs> while, just, yeah. Oh my God. It's like Yeah, crack. you don't want to fill up on the shitty donut bit. when. <laughs> my God. I think that like halfway through someone said I got type 2 diabetes. Like I've never, <laughs> I, like I'm sweating, icing. I'm like, it's insane. So that's been pretty cool. I've enjoyed that and I've enjoyed the, the comedy so far. I think it. I've consistently last year the after parties were my favorite bit of the festival, uh-huh. and this year how have you gone? I've just crashed out. I've both nights I was asleep by one thirty. Last night I was like I'm going to do the after party yep. properly this time. The night before I didn't even make it to the after party. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I didn't make it to the after party on the first night either. After all my brave predictions, yeah. after my Babe Ruth walking out and pointing like I was going to hit a fucking home run and I was going to stay up all what night for because I won't be able to sleep because I'm right next to the party. Oh fuck, I could sleep. In fact, <laughs> the first night I woke up, I went to bed at twelve because I was so exhausted because I mean you know flying all day and I've yeah. done a couple of shows that night and I've got back here and I'm like exhausted. And I'm like oh fuck it, I'm going to go to sleep and so I started this. I started sleep before the party started right Right. so i thought i'll get to sleep bang i'm asleep and i woke up at four o'clock in the morning to the dj shouting do you want to do one more hour (laughs) that was literally like what i woke up to so i was like that's not bad well last night i went um i i made it to the party just long enough to grab the food they had food there oh what food it was it was the the exact same food remember like the opening gathering oh that was good food that's some mac and cheese two types of mac and cheese two types of mac and cheese so they had it was exactly the same layout the same stuff if this afternoon after the crab feast there'd been two types of mac and cheese in that room (laughs) i might still be in that room we may have never done the second half of this (laughs) podcast but there was this this would be the unfinished album yeah that like you'd have to remix because like I would have died from eating too much mac and cheese. You left notes as to what they might have talked about, and right. some people like your son, your well, so, the son that you don't know you have will like finish your work. Right, but with you, he'll have to collaborate me. with you because you were there for the ideas. <laughs> so we're just me doing a podcast with a two-year-old boy. Like it'll be like when they reformed the Beatles with like you know George Harrison's son and you know uh, Julian Lennon. Yeah, right. You know, so that's what. Anyway, so um, oh, so they had that sort of food. That's pretty. So cool. they had that, and then and then I, I spoke to my manager who was at the who was there at the party at the mm. bar, and I just went. I can't even remember what I thought I needed to go back to my room for, but I went. I need to go back to my room for something. Yeah, I think I, I you know, I was, was like, it to go to bed. <laughs> Well, I think that's what my subconscious knew, but my yeah. conscious was was Making like, some other I just need to get something from the room, yeah. like a phone charger or something like that. Yeah. Um. And so I went to my I went to my room, and I thought I should probably just check an email. I'll just lie lie on my bed and check an email yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And then I woke up at six in the morning, still wearing shoes and my jacket zipped up. I was lying. It was like I was like a cartoon of a person passed out. I was I was lying face down on the bed, jacket zipped up to the neck, shoes still on, with my feet like dangling over the edge of the bed. But I was like a plank. Uh, light still on in the room, and, and computer was computer on the computer like, was on on the yeah. bed. Uh, but I um because that's my fear is like if I fall asleep with the computer on the bed, I will knock the computer off the bed. And oh, it was right not. in the middle. It was like right in the middle of the bed. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it, that was fine. But... <laughs> you say that as like a smaller man. Like I, there is no middle of my like I'm a, like in this bed. Look at me. Like I take up most of this bed. Well, here's where you could not do mm. that. If you land, if you lie horizontally across it with most of your body <laughs> off the end of the bed, <laughs> and then your computer safely tucked up by the pillows. No, it's a good point. Sorry. Uh, so that, it was, it was, I'm sorry I doubted that you. pillow was safe yeah. and sound. That pillow was much more comfortable than I was, uh, and it was about six thirty, and I, I think I could hear, still hear some people having sort of after parties in their room. Uh-huh. A couple of people around me were still going, but um, uh. 
I yeah I I sort of I think that's good though because it's still set like I mean Saturday night tonight yeah and then I woke up I woke up at like eleven yeah just in time to do my podcast I've seen people today who like I don't think are going to make it through to tonight no well that's how I was last year last year but I had a blast but by Sunday mm. I was gone yeah whereas this year it's Saturday and I'm actually feeling I kind of feel good about that because today was the Today's the day that I had the most... The most stuff. Labor-intensive stuff. And like, the most stuff you have to think of. Let's see, this was the thing yeah, that I was completely. thinking as well. Like, because I had to do the podcast and we both got set list after we do this. Yeah, so my, You have to have your brain working. My three things today, yep. like the last two days, all I was doing was was 10-minute sets. Yep. Which is fun. And, you know, I, I want to be switched on and do a mm. good job, but it, you can kind of do that on autopilot to yep. an extent. But today was the live probably science. So yep. that was an hour and a half of driving the show and being in it. Uh, How did that go, by the way? That was fun. We had Provenza as uh, one of nice. our guests. And, and, and who, had, who else did you have? We had this uh, this woman, Amber Case is her name, and we found her, Andy, fa- uh, a friend of Andy who works for the um, Portland newspaper found her because uh, we were trying to find someone science with yeah. a connection to Portland and, and, and we, we were really struggling. The first idea was to try and find someone who was involved in the con- construction of the new bridge because there's a new bridge in oh, yeah, Portland right. and it's Bridgetown. Yep. Seemed like appropriate. Right, totally. But, that came to nothing. Mm. And this woman, Amber, she's done a TED talk as well that's got uh, a million views. Okay. But she she is a she's a lecturer and talker and expert or whatever in cyborg anthropology. Oh. So what is so is that the de- develop? So, okay, tell me what so that what is. So what it what it basically I know is. what cyborgs are and I know what anthropology is. Well, cyborgs as well, <laughs> she's sort of explaining as well cyborgs because like I'm thinking like computers implanted into people right but she's sort of explaining it as um cy- cyborg is any interaction of man and machine like of human and computer and robotics so we are all we are all effectively cyborgs now because our digital selves are extensions of our physical selves oh, and shit and That's she, true. And she's and she's basically fuck. We're already cyborgs. We're, already, we're all cyborgs. Ah, for fuck's sake! But she was talking about how tools, like how, for example, the, a hammer uh-huh. is a physical extension of the fist, and life is a is a physical extension of the teeth. Uh, but now our online selves are extensions of our minds and of our brains. Oh my god! And so she was talking about that. Okay, that, that's that was great. a fun and game. That's she great. was great. She was really. That's really interesting way to look at the world. Yeah, and she was really interesting, and she was able to strike the balance between like she didn't get thrown off when we went on detours into nonsense and fucked right. around and and then she came back and Provenza was I mean Provenza's Provenza and he's been on TV and radio for 25 years so he was it was great it was really fun okay great but I had to be on for that yes and then I've got set list yes and then after that I'm doing competitive erotic fan fiction now tell me what this is I mean again from the name I assume it's uh, some sort of competition it's, and I assume that you have to write some sort of erotic fan fiction but tell me really more it's a really fun stupid show mm. Brian Cook is the guy who started it they do it as a podcast now as well I think this will actually go out as a podcast okay um but there's two halves of it. So the first half of the show are people who brought stories that they prepared in advance, which I've done once before. And then the second half of the show, which is what I'm doing this time around, you get set your topics by the audience at the beginning of the show. And, oh, you, have and you have to, to go away and write. And you have the time that the first half of the show takes to write your story. And, and it's, it's, it's exactly that. It's basically write a stupid slash fiction like erotic fan fiction about whatever the whatever fuck. yeah whatever they've given you yeah that uh, sounds fun so and sometimes it's often books and f- the thing i'm worried about as a as a brit is i will might get set something that i've never heard of 
I mean, that is true. You might. But as a Brit, there can't be that much about America that... Well, Although, be, here's the interesting thing. There are thing. huge gaps in my cultural knowledge, though. There are big, surprising gaps. Right. That is interesting, isn't it, when there's just things that you don't know. Like, I mean, today on the Crab Feast podcast, two came up. One was uh, that Kamaya was talking about it, and I related to this. He, he, he referenced uh, Picket Fences. You know, the TV show Picket Fences? which was never seen it. Okay. Well, that wasn't a big show here. It's a David E. Kelly show. Uh, but, like, it was massive in Pakistan and it was massive in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, I was, like, right when he was, like, talking about Picket Fences, I was like, fucking yeah, Tom Skerritt, Picket Fences, right? <laughs> and the whole American crowd where Picket Fences was on TV were like, yeah, we kind of remember I remember the Picket billboard. Fences, but... So, that was quite funny. And the other thing is I said fingering. Like at the gig, and everyone was kind of like afterwards. You know that we don't call it fingering here. I was finger banging. Finger banging, which is much more aggressive. That's aggressive. Like, like an Americans, and also you can't like, just finger somebody. Like I always think of fingering as like something that the other person's enjoying. It's cheeky. Like yeah, do you know what I mean? Just slip it in, have just a wiggle. Slip it in. Here you go. Look <laughs> at that. Like, That's just well, for you. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> Finger banging sounds like you have to take a stance. Oh my god! You have to get like one leg in front of the other and to really get purchased. So fucking (laughs) American, isn't it? Like you know, let's finger bang them. Really put the elbow in. Even if I'm going to bring you pleasure, it's going to be aggressive. (laughs) Bang! Like I think, yeah, I I think like fingering is like fingering is mostly. Mostly in the fingers and a bit of wrist. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, that's the most of the movement. Whereas oh, I yeah, think yeah, finger yeah. banging, you're talking, like, you're moving it like the elbow and shoulder oh, yeah, as well. That's like, right. you really. Oh, you got to get your arm into it. Get <laughs> yeah. your arm into it, son. <laughs> like, yeah. I think, you know what? Maybe, I don't know for sure. We might need to bring in, like, a, a regular anthropologist to be able to evaluate uh-huh, this one. Uh-huh. We've got an actual but fingering anthropologist on call, so. Here's my theory that I've yeah. formulated only in the last couple of minutes. Right, I like it. So, <laughs> um, fingering, mm. no. Full arm movement, it's all hand and wrist. Finger yes. banging, full arm bend of the elbow. Right. Britain and Australia, cricket countries. Yep. Straight arm bowling. Right. Can't, America, can't yeah. pitching. Oh, you're allowed to bend the elbow. You bend the elbow. It's all Get about it like, it. the elbow. It's all about the whip rounds. Oh my god. Whereas cricketing's a very. It's all about like it's bringing right. the arm over, and then it's just a base. It's all in the hand and wrist. Well, to, to extend the uh, cricket metaphor, then in uh, Sri Lanka, yep. where Murali was from, was he? He was Sri Lankan, wasn't he? Murali, uh, uh, the one who was had he the, the one who had the, be- the bent the arm, the bend, the yeah, bend like backwards, 15, and they had- 15 degrees. Did they finger with a little bit of elbow? Oh, but I don't not know. Quite- you must have Sri Lankan listeners. If we got any Sri Lankan I listeners, if I do. Uh, reach out Reach out know. Let us know how you, how you Finger, finger or have been fingered Or both Or if there's a terminology Like finger banging Or yeah, fingering well, Maybe it's called something else It's like finger flipping Or something like, Oh my god like, <laughs> Finger flinging Didn't they have to film He was slow mo- They filmed him With slow motion slow cameras motion. Yeah. There was a whole council That met That decided whether yeah. He was throwing or bowling It's a certain amount of degrees <laughs> I think it's 15 degrees Your elbow is allowed to bend <laughs> And it's still bowling so that's what it is. If your elbow bends less than 15 degrees, it's fingering. <laughs> if it bends up more than 15 degrees, it's finger banging. <laughs> it's nice to have solved this thing. It's nice to get... <laughs> I mean, it makes a lot of sense when you say it out loud. It makes, it makes full sense. What is fisting then, though? If the whole... I mean, the fist obviously involves the fist like going... But well, here's the I other... mean, that's got to be a whole arm thing, really, doesn't it? I mean, you can't just... Yeah, well, you Gently can't. Fist yeah, because once you've gone past the wrist anyway, yeah. once it's inside. I mean, it's aggressive. Although, also, that's misnamed because, for my understanding, for the it's majority, the majority of fisting, yeah. you go it's in with a the, duck. Yeah, you, yeah, the hands, the the fingers stay straight and they poke straight forward yeah. rather than. 
You can't go straight in with no, the clenched no, fist. No, 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 that's just aggressive. That's like it's horrible. It's it's just, even if it's a man doing it to another man or a woman doing it to another woman, there's something about that that it's 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 misogynistic <laughs> in all of those cases. I mean, I think I think once you reach a certain point, you can probably clench. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever anyway, fisted. Anyway, if we've got any, ever, have I ever fisted? Accidentally, maybe. I mean, you've got smaller hands. I think. Well, yeah, they're they're, they're not. They're actually, they're not that. To be honest, you don't hands. have that small hands. I imagine that you would have small hands, but you don't. Just typecasting me. <laughs> no, no. I just like you know. I just. No, I don't ha- know why, but I just. Well, like, it's because I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a short guy. Yeah, I'm a, and smaller. I just think for the like they odd, would be proportions, right? But I they're see. not. In fact, I think they're slightly large for the rest of your body. Uh, yeah, probably proportionately. Proportionally. Oh, there you go. Well, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, any any glove makers listen to this show as well? Yeah, my audience likes making glove <laughs> with you and your big hands. All right, well that's good. That's exciting. I I, I made a list on the wall, by the way, as well. Here, this is the because the the hotel has um, blackboard doors. Like yep. the door the door is painted on both sides with chalkboard material it is not just that hang on there's a little thing there's a little card that comes with it sorry i was off mic then because i went up to get the little card and uh so it says on it see that door question mark it's a little bit over trendy isn't it (laughs) you reckon well let's keep going and read the rest of it if you think if you think already it's a little over trendy go for it uh strap yourself in people uh see that door question mark it's all uh, uh in brackets underneath in smaller writing it's the one you just walked through. Oh. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe I just fucking walked through the bathroom door. What about that? Yeah. Fucking card. Sucks you don't know me. <laughs> I just crashed through the window. Yeah. That's how I, I jumped that's in the window. That's how I test hotel rooms. <laughs> I'm a stump man in my I spare time. I need to know if I have to leave quickly, I can jump through the window. So I jump in the window. Is that why the, there's broken glass and blood? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was um, a cesarean kid, so I can't go through doors. I have to jump through all windows. Um, it's also a chalkboard. Doodle, draw, create a masterpiece. And then it's got a little um, asterisk. And down the bottom it says, please limit yourself to the door. It's really hard to get chalk off our walls and we'd really rather not charge you a cleaning fee. Exclamation mark. All right. Um, So then I'm going back up to the top now where the asterisk Mm -hmm. was. Then send us a picture. If you make it onto our blog, you'll be famous. Or infamous, depending on your artistic skills. And then you can put your... So you can draw a little picture on there and then... It's a good little effort to get some social media presence going right. for the hotel. It's a nice idea. It is a nice idea. But anyway, I've, I've, I've written some topics on the on the board. Donuts, we've done that. We've done donuts. Uh, accent, I... Um, oh, okay. So that this is what I... Rem- okay. So I had an incident on Thursday. Not, not an incident. But... So the gigs here are wonderful. Like yeah. the audiences are... Even if you're at a gig where it's not completely full... Yeah. It like... Traditionally, as a comic, you might walk into a room because they're not in, like necessarily in traditional comedy venues either. You're in some bar that has a stage, that, yeah. like you know, or a hall or like whatever. Like the one, uh, the the one that we both, I think we played on different nights, but the Hawthorne main stage yeah. is is a music venue. A lot of them are music venues. Right. The Doug Fur, we're about to do um, set list, is normally somewhere that some quite good bands are played here. Yeah, oh, that, no. that's attached to this hotel. So, like, I looked at the past and future list, and some really good bands. So. Um, 
the podcast I did this afternoon was in the Doug Fur. It's a great room. Yeah. But some of the other rooms were big, big rooms for yeah, a Yeah, the sort of rooms gig. that are good for, really good for music, but have yeah. a very high stage, which is normally loses intimacy for comedy. Right. And, have, and even higher ceilings. In fact, one of the gigs that I did had a little bar in front of the stage. Not like not a bar that you drink, like a metallic oh, bar. Oh, like a rail. That, to, yeah, a rail to like, stop the audience from attacking the band. Right. So one of those ones where the, the pit that the security guards right. and the photographers sit, yeah. stand in and... So, um, so anyway, the, the comics that I performed with have been amazing. Yeah. But I had one guy, and this is, I mean, I'm not blaming the guy, by the way. It was just an incident that, like, that just happens sometimes, and it hasn't happened to me for about five years. So, when it happened, I was like, ah, yeah. that's just kind of taken the shine off it a little bit. And again, I don't really blame this guy. I know what it's like to be in a situation where, but you know, like, when you just turn on someone you don't know because yeah. of something I had one of those moments alright right. is this a fellow comic a fellow comic okay. so again I'm not going to name names or yeah, yeah. give too much information to identify it. I'm only really telling the story from my point of view right but it's so funny because the, so the thing I love the most about this festival is it's full of great comics and I love everyone and I've been telling my friends it's so good I, like I've been sitting watching all the shows like after the show last night we went and watched some other guys do a show where we saw Nate and all those guys and I was just like this is so fucking fun right yeah and you get to see comics who are from not your city as well like there's a load of the new york people who i rarely see sometimes they come to la and sometimes i'm in new york and then there's some like some some comics who haven't moved to either coast like some really funny funny people from like utah or kentucky or whatever right um uh my friend bob kushravi who i performed with in uh buffalo last week when i say my friend we only met last week but he's a fucking great comic and i hope to get him on the podcast at some stage but he yeah, he's uh, from, oh, where's he? He's not, Austin, you know, like, yeah. so like, got you, the people from all over the and place. And there are some right? of those cities that have really good local scenes. Yeah. Uh, like and there's Austin a bunch and- of comics from here. We were watching that open mic set listing this afternoon and most of those guys were local Portland sort of comics. Yeah. And they were great. I think, I think having something like this, uh, like this festival, and having a few really good comics come out of the town changes the character of a local scene like there are some local scenes that are really that get really kind of bitter and infighting and there's not there's all there's not much space and they end up squabbling and it does, ends up sort of producing a not particularly fun type of yep. comedy but then some like portland where some really great comics including like people like matt Brunger who founded the festival yep. augie smith dax jordan richard bain andy wood my co-host and, um there's really good people who came out of the town and then this festival where people descend on it and but the locals get to perform with them as well and some really top headliners and everyone's mixing in and it, it just I think it cultivates a really good year round great so come on anyway no, no that's good because go. that, that, that's I agree with all of that and people need to understand that to get the context of the thing that I'm about to say next yeah. which was this was the one moment where it wasn't like that and that's why it shocked me a little bit right so anyway again I'm not blaming the person for this I'm just telling the story but I did my set on the first night and it's the first set that I've done here, you know? And look, I was really, really happy with how it went. I felt like it was really good fun. I really felt like... You know when when you've done a set that you're pleased with. I was in a good mood. Yeah. And I'd been watching the whole show and I'd been enjoying the whole show, watching all these comics that I hadn't performed with before and it felt really community. Yeah. And then the dude that went up after me, like, he wasn't doing great, right? Right. And instead of him, like, dealing with that, he decided that it was all my fault. Right. You know, because I'd been on and started doing all this stuff, like pretending to talk the way I talked 
And then like, oh, you know, and then he actually said to the audience, oh, I suppose you'd find me funny if I had an accent. (laughs) Now, in that moment, like, I'm like, you know what? I've been there, man, and I fucking get it. But you're fucking drowning. Don't like. Don't drag me don't in. Don't drag me in. I have you, you nothing to do with You sort of reach for this. whatever you can, but yeah. Right, and that moment, like, and then the the worst thing is it then brings up things in me that I don't like about myself. You right. know, you ever have those moments where you feel yourself thinking a thought or wanting to say something that, like, yeah, you don't like that part of yourself. And he, when he turned to the audience, he goes, oh, I suppose you'd like me if I had an accent. I honestly had to stifle myself yelling out, no, they'd like you if you had some fucking jokes. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like the meanness almost just escaped to my mouth. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this would be a terrible start to my first yeah. night at the festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I need an Australian accent <laughs> and, and Will's material and right. delivery. <laughs> I mean, the kid. It wasn't. There you go. It wasn't his fault. But I was just like, oh god, why did I was having a good time, and now yeah. you've. Uh, all right. So that was number two on my list. We've already covered uh, donuts. We've done. Uh, we've so done accent. homegrown weed. I think. Yeah, our homegrown weed. We've already done. What's nose ring? Uh, so, um, oh my god! Like, I know this must be a cliche, and I don't want to be one of those guys who goes with Portland cliches because I have. If people haven't been here before, if you're anyone who lived in Melbourne 15, 20 years ago, particularly if you live where I live, like Fitzroy, Carlton, that part of Melbourne, man, like I have a couple of times since I've been here, I've been here 48 hours and there's been a couple of times where I've considered buying a house here and fucking living here. <laughs> like I, it's, t- I'm going to, like yesterday there was a hailstorm and I, like I was, it just hailed in the middle of the day. Yeah, and, and it I lashed was, it down. I was standing in a doorway of like a shop, like an army supplies sort of surplus shop yeah. and I almost bought a flannel shirt. I was like, oh my God, I've been here 48 hours. I I packed, like when I packed, one of the shirts that I took with me is flannel and I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't wear that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to wear that until the final. I, I I think I've got enough clothing options that I don't need to wear that till the final day when I'm traveling home. I bought a, like a t-shirt from the bookshop here that's yep. really famous. Like the Powell's bookshop. Powell's bookshop t-shirt. And I'll get a fucking flannel shirt and a beanie and I'll grow a beard and I will never fucking leave here. <laughs> right. So um, but that, that was the, 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 which is the third topic on my list there, alt comics, uh, which is I am having a lot of trouble working out who's from Portland and who's one of the comedians at this festival. Right. Because everyone in Portland looks like an alt comic. Yep. Have you noticed that? Like beards and T-shirts. Beard, flannel shirt and a... It's like, I just can't tell who's who. Yep. Okay. So, alt comics, nose rings. So, this is the... Uh, everyone has a nose ring. Like everyone, there's a lot like, of nose rings. I've seen so many girls. I think I've seen more girls with nose rings in the last forty-eight hours. Yeah, and and generally, a, and often like the central nose ring rather yeah. than the side. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I should have specified the septum piercing. Yeah, the the middle nose ring. Yeah, that's massive here. Yeah, like you know, I've never seen that many. I it's, I'm just. Yeah, I think I think it's recently, like hipsters, the wrong word because people who aren't hipsters at all have it, but yeah. But because well, also it sort of seems to be associated with like the punk scene and the crunch and the sort of more granola, crunchy, like hippie. Right. Scene. Oh no, it, it's adaptable. Yeah. Like anyone can have a nose ring. But yeah, there are certain towns like like Portland or like Oakland. Right. And it's I'm interesting. Sure I'm, I haven't been to Austin for a while, but I'm sure Austin's full of full of that. Like. I have no opinions one way or the other on the nose ring. I just find it fascinating how many people have them. I quite, you know, I don't know. I was going to say I quite like them, and I don't know whether I I quite like specifically that, or whether I just kind of I, 
I re- I like the kind of girl who tends to have that. Uh-huh. Oh, I think yeah. that's what it is. I think there's no, just no. a correlation between the two. There's a girl at the local coffee shop down here who has a nose ring. Yep. And I've been in there twice and I might love her. <laughs> when I move here and buy my flannel shirt and my beanie, I might try to marry this girl. Because <laughs> she's that sort of girl. She works in a cafe and they play music I like from the 90s. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always going to be the thing. Like the music you're... The music you're always gonna like, like the most, is the stuff that was playing around the time that you were starting to get laid. Oh my think, god! Or starting to want to get laid. No, it's it's like Groundhog Day. This is what yeah. I think. This is why I love it so much. Here is like I'm coming back because when I was that age, I wasn't really getting laid. Right. Do you know what I mean like when I was first living in Melbourne, no one was having sex with me, and I didn't even know like a I didn't know how to have sex with people really. Like I yeah. stumbled my way into some sex you, up until that point, but you, you got it in, so it counts. But right. it's like, <laughs> but now like I'm reasonably confident now that I know like how to have sex with somebody. Both. Well, to- <laughs> that's a pretty bold statement there, Will. <laughs> well, you've seen. Have you not seen my Yelp reviews? <laughs> I uh, <laughs> no um. I uh, get every girl that I sleep with, I have a blackboard and right. they draw a picture and you can see it on my website. <laughs> you know, there is there is an app and I, I've avoided look, finding out, like getting a, a female friend to show me my profile. I don't know whether I want to see it or Hang not, on, but there's, a, there's an app called Lulu. Uh, I'm not sure that, that I'm going to lets like women thing. rate men. And it's not necessarily just like sex review. It, oh, like okay, just in general? But, but, but yeah, and I think they can only pick from certain hashtags. Right. Like certain sort of uh, but it other women can look up those guys, and I think you can only do it if you're Facebook friends with that person. I I think it's linked oh into your Facebook. God. But oh my god, that terrifies me that that even exists. Yeah, and I the other recently I was with a female friend who was who had it, and she was she was looking up like everyone was she was like looking up male friends, people right. in her circle, and then she went and she went, oh, should we look up yours? And I went, no, no I don't want to know. I don't no. want to. I do not want to know. No, it's like not reading reviews during a festival. Yeah. You can't let that shit get in your head. Yeah, you can't look at it until the festival's done. Right. And this festival isn't done. No. <laughs> this festival yeah. When you get married, maybe, and it's locked away, you can go, oh, you know what? This might be fun to have a yeah. look at. But no, I um, Well, I absolutely uh, think... Uh, here's the thing. Like, you know, I'm not saying that I could... like, But I just... Like, I'm old enough now and I understand myself enough to know what I like and what I don't like and what yeah. sort of girl would be... Yeah, that sort of thing. So... Um, but also, I think that I am like understand more what to do if I, anyone does get to have, like wants to have sex with me. Yeah, like that'll be. And I dare you know, say you're better at pulling those girls in the first place than you were right. twenty years ago. Much better. Like I mean, if we let's compare it, let's take it a step away. It's like comedy. You know, it takes yeah. you like ten years to find your voice. Yeah. I, all I'm saying <laughs> yeah, is you, you get better at it every time. Yeah. I'm just saying that I've done enough. I've had done my 10,000 hours now <laughs> and I'm starting to find my own voice. Yeah. So whether you're going to like it or not like it, what you're going to rate it on Lulu, it's going to be me. When I right? first started, I'll be honest, I was, I, yeah. when I first started trying to pick up girls, it was very much, I was doing the impression of like Eddie Izzard trying right, to pick, up, pick girls. up girls. Like I was just... Which is confusing for everybody. <laughs> 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 you know, it was mostly Eddie Izzard. A bit of Richard Pryor mixed in there. <laughs> so... I think that's what this is for me. It feels like a starting over. It's an opportunity for me to come to a place like at 40, yeah. like, but what I wanted to be like at 20. And it is like this Portland is like Melbourne, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So it's like I've gone back to that place and I have this second chance to like start over with like a bit of confidence and some money and yeah. like all those things I didn't have when I was 20. Do you think... Um, like I, 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 yeah, I've only been to Melbourne once and it was within the last three years, but... Do you think Portland in 15 years' time is going to be like Melbourne is now? 
it's interesting to see that, you know. I think it may be... Um, I don't think Portland is necessarily inspired by Melbourne. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not like, you know, I don't think Portland's doing Melbourne. Right. But I just feel like this, the fashion and the trends and the music, that like that the retro music they're into was the music that I was into 20 years ago. Right. In and Melbourne. the sort of the little oak, the sort of DIY culture and the art, scene. all that stuff, that kind of like nice hips, like you know, yeah, you know, food trucks everywhere and just kind of cool inner suburbs. And before it becomes really too expensive for anyone cool to live here, because that's, yep. I guess, what will probably happen. That is what generally, yeah, I, yep. guess, I guess that is what changes a place is yep. just once it starts to get that reputation, right? Things get more and more expensive, and then it prices out yep. the people who are actually making that. Right, art, and it's like all the people who had to move out of Williamsburg because people who weren't from Williamsburg moved into Williamsburg. Yeah, for that reason. Yeah, so it always. So I think that will probably happen at some stage. Maybe it's already happening. I don't know enough about I'm this sure place. I'm sure people. To, are, well, I, I think also with any place like this, with any city, same with any festival, there's right. always people who moan about. Uh, how used to be cool, mate. Yeah, used yeah. to. Be. It's not what it used to be. Glastonbury. You go to Glastonbury now. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, go to right, Glastonbury mate. in the 70s. Yeah, it used to just be a man in a field with yeah. a sheep. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> and it was good. It was, just, it was good, mate. It was just me and Hawkwind and <laughs> <laughs> in a car. <laughs> that was what it was. <laughs> it was just... And they didn't even play songs that we just chatted. We were just in a car. <laughs> we and just... we weren't even driving. We were sitting we in a talk. car. <laughs> it was literally a car. Why did you go? Why were you in the car? Oh, it was raining. It was raining. It was raining. <laughs> it rains. Always rains at Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we did it. We did it in two parts, but we fucking did it. We nailed it. <laughs> we did. We've got a. I was going to say, like, we, we could probably carry on talking for longer, but both no. of us have to go and do a show in a few right. minutes. What, a show where we read topics off a wall and try to improvise <laughs> right. around them. So I think this was a really good warm-up. It was warm a good warm-up. Up. It was a good training. Yeah. Uh, Matt Kirshen, where can people find you on the internet? They can listen to your podcast. Uh, probably science. We'll have to get you back on there again soon. I would I'd love, love to. to. Well, uh, we after were... June 1, I'm pretty much in America for the, the rest of the year. Awesome. Because we were going to try and get you for the live one, but you were doing you were doing the Crab Feast one. Oh, Crab Feast one, yeah. Uh, um, they booked you beforehand. But um, probably science is the podcast and Twitter at Matt Kirshen. Uh, face like I'm um, Matt yep. Kirshen is if you on type in Matt Kirshen, you will find all your Matt Kirshen. Yeah, needs. comedian Matt Kirshen. If you don't know the spelling or English comedian Matt, and it'll correct your spell. It'll find me. It'll find you. It'll find me. Uh, you can uh, find me. Um, I might even try to put this up tomorrow, depending on how big a night I have tonight. So, uh, do you have gigs in Portland tomorrow oh, yeah. night? Well, tomorrow night I'm doing the closing night at one of the venues. I can't remember which. I am doing the closing night at one of the venues. I don't know which. Uh, and then... BridgetownComedy.com. you got listeners in Denver. I right? do. I'm going to be doing yes. the Rawlix show. Okay, great. Uh, on the 30th, Friday the 30th of May. Uh-huh. Come to that. And then I'll be back in the UK. F- I'll be, I'll be at Glastonbury. Oh, I think I'm doing a show on s- the Saturday in at a, some point in the early evening. In a car. In a car with Hawkwind. <laughs> come and find us. We'll be driving around the site. Uh, but Saturday early evening I don't know the exact time yet But that'll be in the cabaret stage Well anyone who's going to Glastonbury Definitely go and check that out Edinburgh or anything like that this year uh, I'll be there for a bit But I'm not doing a full show So uh, I think I'm going to try to do that as well If I have a week off during Edinburgh Yeah just drop in Do set list as much as I can and Set list prompt, other spots. Uh, uh, You know what I would love you to do And considering you're doing The competitive erotic fan fiction We have a show called Fan Fiction Comedy Which oh, yeah. is like a bunch of kids From New Zealand Who like it's a full Fan fiction comedy show But we get people in to write a fan fiction piece on any not erotic but like it can be if you wanted to be but right. yeah in, in any way about any sort of thing that you're a fan oh, of that so fun. that'd be fun 
Uh, so anyway, look look out for those dates. And I think I've got um, UK dates in November, but that's a long time away. For but you know, seeing we're talking about the UK, I think uh, I'm going to be at the Soho Theatre in November or something like that at this stage. So nice. Uh, all right. Um, uh, next week I'm at the Sydney Comedy Festival. Those shows are almost sold out. But uh, the Thursday night at the end, more there might be still a few tickets if you want to get in for that. I know Friday night sold out, and then I think the early show in Chatswood's pretty full. But there might be some tickets from the 9:15. Uh, I am not allowed to say who the support is because they're doing their own show at Sydney, but. It is one of Australia's like newest, like a guy who's like a fucking rising star of Australian comedy who I'm a massive, massive fan of. And this literally, I think, is the last point in his career where where I will ever get him to be a support act before he's doing his own shows of this big. So um, I'm really, yeah, it's exciting when you get to. Like I, I'm a really big fan of his, and it's nice that uh, you know just one, to help put that person over. Just right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. Great. I I feel like you know when he comes and does these shows, which are probably going to be amongst the biggest shows he's done. You know, um, apart from maybe the Melbourne Comedy Festival gala or something like yeah. that. Like it's like it gets a whole bunch of people who've never seen them before, and I'm sure they're all going to walk away as fans. So oh, that's great. Anyway, so uh, all right, take, check out uh, willanderson.com.au for all those details. Uh, rate the podcast on iTunes, um, uh, and, you know, and uh, make sure... Oh, the other thing I was going to say, because um, uh, I, I should mention this uh, because it has happened a little bit lately. Um, I, I know I didn't ask people to do this, but I appreciate everybody who's reached out to different sort of podcasts or comedy venues and stuff like that to say, hey, you know, because uh, I've I, a couple of places I've played on the road, they've said, you know what, we just got a bunch of calls to the club, you know, with people saying, you know, or emails saying, you know, are you going to get Will Anderson to town? So when, you know, your manager asked, we'd already heard your name and stuff like that. So that's great. I really appreciate that. And it's been the same with a few podcasts. Uh, Doug Benson mentioned um, that he got me on his podcast because so many people had asked. So I do, I do genuinely appreciate that please don't you know bug people but uh <laughs> but you know i appreciate if you do it in a nice way it's, it's cool so thank you I, and the other nice. thing is any listeners from any other countries we yet to mention please do write in and let oh, us know what your terminology is for, for fingering. fingering yeah now even if, if it's not fingering or finger bang or even if it is like yeah. it'd be nice to let have a know. chart to of what chart. it gets called my like God. we could just try and build a map of the world. Uh, it would it would be great. I know this is a lot to ask in the next twenty four hours, but if I manage to put this up and people start to respond, I could draw the map <laughs> we could, on the back of we this. We can have a final follow up coda, right? And I can episode. put it. I can take a photo of it. And we can put it on the website of this hotel. <laughs> and you could be famous. Oh my God! I could be, <laughs> could be famous. This this festival made me famous. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers.